All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Home Matter Advantage Wrestling Podcast. I'm Sam Herring, joined by Jude Swisher. So how's it going today, Jude? It's going great. It's going really just, just well. Humidity is like at about 99% here in State College. Um, and we have to like just slide around to get places because it's very sweaty. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> um, but I would like to ask our listeners, please send us questions. You know, we have an email, hmatadvantage at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, hma underscore pod. Um, I want to start out with apologizing. Um, so on last show, we mentioned that we were going to change the questions from Thursday to Sunday. Um, then s- Monday night, I, I was like feeling like, oh, man, I think I've forgotten something. And I realized we didn't ever send out the question um, or the tweet on Sunday. So. I'm sorry that we didn't get to hear your guys' questions this week, um, but we'll definitely get them next week. We'll get them next week. Yes, we will. Oh, man. Uh, you want to go right into uh, right into our Beat the Streets announcement? Let's get right into it. Okay. Well, after you, Sam. All right. So um, this last week, it was announced that Joe Colon was going to wrestle Nick Suriano. Hmm. And it's a freestyle match, May 6th, Beat the Streets. Um, I can't wait personally. I think it's a great stylistic matchup. Mm-hmm. I think um, just the way Cologne wrestles with his upper body attack, he's just a gunslinger. Yeah. And Suriano stays in good position, and he doesn't allow much, much to get in on him, much to happen. And um, I think that makes her a great matchup. Hopefully, it'll be super entertaining, and Cologne gets the gunslinging out of uh, Suriano. Yeah, I think rather than Suriano getting the good positioning and and not really letting anything getting on him on cologne yeah um i think for the most part i'm gonna take cologne in this match just because you know he's a veteran he's you know he's been he's wrestled all over the place so sorry i know but i think i'm gonna take Cologne. but i think the the most important thing in this match is cologne's got to find a way just to get on top of suriano because like his his parterre offense is so good so good he's just got to he needs to find some way to get to a leg attack um, and just get on top. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, man, my ribs are killing me just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so I've never seen Suriano wrestle freestyle, um, and I'm sure he has, but I've just never never watched him, never known him to compete in freestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cologne is a world bronze medalist, and I don't see uh, – I, I just can't see without – any other proof from Suriano that he can that he can do this? Right. I'm gonna take Cologne, and I just I can't think of another result. So if it was Suriano Nation, who would you take? Oh my goodness, I would honestly take Suriano because of his positioning. Cologne isn't much of a shooter; mm-hmm. he's more upper body and uh, forcing guys to shoot on him, and then he's got this crazy defense. And I feel like that works a lot better on Suriano. But with Nation trying to blast W and shoot a million times in the first 30 seconds. Right. Um, and I think, again, Suriano's positioning is just too sound for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I would take Suriano if it was a Suriano Nation. I think, like, it's interesting, though, because, you know, Nation Garrett is Joe Cologne's kryptonite. Like, I don't know if he's ever beaten him. He didn't beat him last year. So, um, who that's didn't just, who? Uh, Cologne didn't beat. Nation, I'm pretty sure. 
Cologne did beat Nation in the first when? match of Final X oh, in the US right. Open Finals. Well, never mind. I guess I just don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, do you know of any other Beat the Streets little nuggets are happening? I saw that um, Bustiello and JoJo Aragona are going to wrestle. Um, yeah. I'm excited for that. Me too. That one will be awesome. Um, but anything else? I don't know of any any other things. Okay. Maybe Pico, J-O. I don't know. I, I'm hoping for that, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we can move on to our good friend, Jacob Klum, sent us a question a couple weeks back. Um, and we loved it so much that we decided not to answer it right away. Um, and we're actually going to devote, you know, an entire portion of our show just to this question. So um, it reads, from a dad that coaches high school, what is the best and worst thing parents can do for their kids to enjoy wrestling? Note, eight-year-old boy likes but not loves wrestling. So I know we both have some stories, some takes, some things to say about this. Uh, but Sam, what, what do you think? Yeah, so I've got a few things um, that I believe are crucial to, to a kid loving wrestling um, when he doesn't really love wrestling. Um, so this is kind of interesting coming from me. I've loved wrestling since I started at age six. And, um, and I've wanted to spend my life involved in wrestling. Um, and so it's a little bit weird coming from me to talk about um, not loving wrestling or something. But mm-hmm. I think I have a few points to cover. Um, the first one is making him the, a fan of the sport at the next level. Whether that be your high school team that you coach. Um, or just loving a, a college team or loving college wrestlers, I think is would be awesome for a kid to love wrestling. Because um, when a kid kind of sees the next level, there's something in him that wants to be at that level. Right, and, and it's... He, it, sorry, it, it, um, it gives him something to, like, look up to. I remember, like, my dad would... I don't know, I was, like, six or seven, and my dad would take me to, like you know, dual meets at rec hall. And I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know any of the matchups, but I just saw like, oh, there's hundreds, thousands of just screaming people. And they're just yelling for this one dude who's out there on the mat getting his hand raised. And I, I didn't know what it really meant, but I, I knew I liked it. It's, it was just something to just to like, to, you see it and it gives you something to shoot for. You Absolutely. Right. And Go that's continue. something that, um, that you can do with your son too. And that's, um, it just oh look there's a duel on today put it on the tv and he and he wants to watch this one match with you and learn you can learn techniques watching that and you can uh hear the commentators and learn from them uh there's so much you can learn and so much you can love just being a fan of the sport mm-hmm. what do you um, think about fan of the sport or just about this question in general just about this question what, what do you think about um loving wrestling what made you love wrestling so um when I was six years old, my dad took me to my first ever wrestling practice. Um, it was at State College. It was youth practice. They had a guest coach, um, Ken Chertow. Um, and I cried the entire time. I just I just bawled the entire time. Oh, my goodness. Um, was it the uh, intensity of Chertow? A little bit, but also, like, I just... You know, I'd never been in an environment like I was six. So I'd never been in an environment where there was that many kids doing so much stuff all at one time. 
right? Uh, and I was just really overwhelmed. And plus, the kid I was wrestling, he was like, you know, a big strong six year old. And so, I just, I was, I was scared of Coach Churchill. I was, um, I wanted to make my dad proud. I don't think I thought that, but I think I knew that. Like, I just wanted to have my dad be proud of me. Um, and then I'm just going, and I'm just getting my butt kicked. Like, it physically hurts to lose. Um, I just, I just hated it. Um, and I would be like, Dad, I just, I'm just done. I just don't want to wrestle anymore. Um, but he just never let me quit. Like, I'm, he, he's like, dude, if, if we go to high school and you're just, you just hate wrestling, then I'll let you stop wrestling. But you're going to wrestle all through youth and middle school. And so I just, you know, I was, I just was super sad about that. I was like, man, wrestling's not fun. Like, I, I know no light love at all. Um, and, you know, as I went on, I got better and better, of course. Um, and I would have, like, successes. So, like, I think I, uh, oh, I placed in Mawas. I, um, I just had, like, these little things. Like, not, nothing huge or crazy like a state championship. But right. successes that show me, like, oh, look, this is where you are right now. Um, and even though I would have that, I just, I still dreaded wrestling. Like, I liked winning, obviously, and I hated losing. But I still just dreaded going out there and shaking the guy's hand. Because, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I, I was scared to be, like, told by other people or, like, or to show other people, like, oh, I'm not as good as this guy. And so if I go out and wrestle a really good guy, I'm scared, like, that he's just going to embarrass me. He's going to show everyone, like, oh, I'm not that good. Yeah. So were you, uh, did you know a lot of the guys and look them up and, and study their track profiles and stuff like that? Um, I think I did. I did a lot. Especially when I was, like, maybe, like, 10, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. So, like, fifth grade through seventh grade. I was really concerned with like who I'm wrestling. I want to know everything about him. Is this going to be a good match? Do I need to prepare? What does he do? What does he like? And um, so I just, I just, I would always want to know that. And it's not, and I found out like basically, I don't know, this year that I wrestle better when I don't know who I'm wrestling. Like um, I went to NHSCAs and I didn't even look at my bracket. I had no idea. Dad just like, all right, dude, you're coming up on Matt. I'm not 33. And we'd go over to Matt 33. And I'd go out there and I'd just wrestle. Like, it's, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, Did that make you love it more, would you say? Oh, oh, for sure. Not, it's okay. Not, okay. not knowing who you're going to wrestle, really. Um, it, it's less about, it's less about people. And now it's more about a love for the sport. Like, you're not worried about other people. You're just worried about yourself and, and training yourself. Because, right. um, like, if you're the very best in the world, you have the very best technique and that technique is going to work on everybody, you know, or it should work on everybody. So if you can, tr if you can train yourself to have the best technique and to, to develop a style that just beats everybody, then there's not going to be an issue. Um, yeah, for sure. But definitely like success will drive you, but also failure will drive you. Like the fear of failure will drive you. Um, you have anything to say about that? I absolutely agree with that. Um, I mean, Again, I've, I've loved wrestling ever since I started. Um, and and when, I was, when I first started and I was six, I had no idea what success and failure was. I was just like, oh, look, the ref's raising the other kid's hand. I wonder if he'll raise mine next time. 
<laughs> I just I didn't really know what was going on, but I I loved the practice and I loved learning new moves and everything that went into wrestling. I just loved. Um, and then another thing I think that would make make a kid love wrestling is indulging in the areas that he likes of wrestling. If there's anything he likes, whether that be he loves wrestling Greco or he loves going for a run. <laughs> um, he loves top work. He loves learning new fancy moves or scrambling, whatever that is. Indulge in that. Um, yeah. Just you're, you're a high school coach. Um, so you can, you can coach him and you can teach him new moves. You can uh, teach him Greco, wh- whatever you need to do to indulge in those areas. Um, I would encourage doing that. And like, don't be concerned about like you don't want to pressure i'm not gonna tell you how to coach your son but i know that i'm not going to pressure my son to win it's less especially at that age it's less about winning and it's more about just giving it your all you know um and that that's something that you got to teach yourself to do you got it comes with the love for the sport just putting everything you have into it and wrestling your hardest every match. Because I've definitely went out there and wrestled um, good kids and bad kids when I just didn't have my heart into it, didn't care, like, whatever, and I didn't try hard. Um, but I've, you know, I've went out there, and I've, I've wrestled with a lot of heart, and um, a lot of it's just, just a commitment, you know. Absolutely. Um, there's an interview that I really love that kind of covers this topic, and that's... Um, Jordan Lean, he wrestled for Cornell. He's not an assistant coach at Pittsburgh. He grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and so I'm a little bit more familiar with him. Mm-hmm. So he got interviewed by Mark Bader at the NCAAs this year, and he talked about him being super nervous before matches and just because he wanted to win so bad, but that kind of makes the sport a little more drudging and, and just tough on you when, you when you get super nervous to win every time. Mm-hmm. And his dad, being a he was a college coach, his dad was, and uh, he would tell him, "Man, you look really calm out there." And he would tell him, "Those shots look so clean." Whether he did, he looked like a flying squirrel or whatever he did. He just mm-hmm. encouraged him with positivity, and he said, "I believe that. Um, I believe that I look calm out there, even though I was shaking." That's what Jordan Lean said. He said, mm-hmm. uh, "I believed everything my dad told me, and that made me um, confident in myself." And it made me love the sport when I when I felt confident myself and I felt calm everywhere I went. Um, I love that interview. Take oh yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, I don't think I've ever had an instance where my dad has, um, like, been like he's always been extremely positive. And like you you'll hear about like or you'll see videos of like just crazy wrestling parents, you know, screaming at their kids or whatever. And it's it's definitely I don't think it's the best thing for him. I'm I'm not a coach, but you wanna you wanna be supportive for your child, especially for a sport like wrestling where it's so you know it's really tough physically, mentally, and emotionally. It really you know it takes a like a well I don't know ah uh, what's the word round I don't want to say rounded but like a composed person to wrestle. Yes, you know yes. you gotta have. It's just very stressful a lot of the time. Yeah, for um, sure. But the, uh, and uh, in, in wrestling, 
rather than like a team sport or something, it's all on you to mm-hmm. win or to lose, and you either win or you lose. But in, in a team sport, you you can you can score six touchdowns in a football game and lose. Right. And um, and I I feel like a dad or a parent who supports his son because at eight years old or at my age or even even at your age, Jude, um, mm-hmm. you don't need to be winning these big tournaments necessarily to be good in college or whatever. You need to have a deep love for the sport if you want to be good. Um, and eventually you'll grow and you'll get a lot better, a lot faster when you love every aspect of the sport. You love the sprints that coach has you run and you love the bleachers and you love the live. You just love everything that coach puts mm-hmm. you through. And especially That's like going to make you good. Right. And so, I don't know, Drew Foster, he, he, he never, never won a state tournament, you know, or like Anthony Kassar, he didn't, he didn't make his state tournament until his senior year. It, your, your success in youth and high school does not translate into college and long-term goals. It, it doesn't, you know, what, what all that matters is that you stay committed to yourself and you stay committed to your coaching and you trust the process and you just, you just, you just want to love it. You love to love it. And if you can recognize that and, and feel it, you're just going to improve. Just going to improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think one other thing I would like to say is um, if he deals with nerves, um, it's just you got to don't, don't discourage that because if it's good. It's good to have nerves. It shows that, that you, you have some sort of like – caring in you if you go out there and you just don't care at all and you're not nervous and you're like whatever you know that's not good right but if you have just even a little bit of like like fear even it's it's good you know it can drive you and for sure um what i would suggest is like you just gotta do it's exactly what sam said about just being telling your kid like oh you look calm like just be very loving in that sense um and i don't know for me what always helped was uh if i didn't know like i it it just helped a lot to have my dad there because my dad was my coach all the way up until junior high and i would just get so nervous but it just really helped to have like my dad's there he's calming me down he's confident in me i'm confident in myself i can go out i can wrestle hard i got this and i would go out and i would wrestle hard and i would get that (laughs) um so just whatever calms him down, if he has nerves, just let him do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I've had nerves all my life. Um, I've, I get nervous to this day, whether the kids just started wrestling two days ago or whether the kid is a, I don't know, five-time Tulsa champion. I, don't, <laughs> I, I make myself nervous because I feel like I'm serious and I'm committed um, and I'm focused when I go out there nervous. Yeah. Well, I think – Actually, it might be the opposite for me. So, um, I don't know. In eighth grade last year, I um, I was just – I was, like, leading up to this big tournament. And it wasn't even a big tournament. It was, like, a local tournament or whatever. I was just getting super-duper nervous. I would count down the days. I would count down the hours to which I would have to wrestle. And, um, like, I just walked into the gym, and there was, like – a hundred people that I knew because it was just a local tournament. Every, we all know each other, right? And right. you're walking in and you're seeing your friends and you have friends in your bracket and you're like, 
I mean, whatever. Let's let's just go give it a shot. And I went out there, and I, for the first time in my life, I just wasn't nervous. I was just like, I'm just, I'm gonna wrestle this kid as hard as I can. And um, I just, it, it relaxed me. It calmed me down. I really just started to love it. And um, I think I, I lost the match in that tournament to a kid that I would like destroy it in practice. And um, for the first time in my life, I didn't cry after a loss. I like I would cry after every single loss I had up until then. But I was just like, I got work to do, I, and it's time to get started. And so that that season, I really just just dialed in. Um, I went to M2. That was the first year M2 was made, and um, it helped so much because the stuff that David does there, it's not crazy. It doesn't take a lot of physical strength. All it takes is a, a deep love for the sport. A strong mental commitment, um, and the results show. It's it's all it is is the basics. That's what he's the best at. David Taylor is the best at, you know, having a really high pace, taking perfect shots, you know, and just have being having a lot of, you know, joy in what he does. Um, and I know that's a lot what the Penn State guys coach is um, being grateful for your opportunities to wrestle. You know, we live in America. Yeah. <laughs> we live in America. We're we're competing in a game, in a contest, you know, against children. Our our parents are spending our, their their money on us so we can go out and have just an experience and our, we can train our bodies to win at this, you know, sport. It's when you just realize like, wow, it's not at like of course it's I'm sorry, I got a lot of thoughts in my head. You have a lot you have to recognize like, oh, this is an important tournament. But you also have to just recognize how much everyone does for you to get there and how much, you know, time was spent to help you get to where you are. And just be grateful for all of that and to, to thank the people who's helped you in that. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> I just had a lot of thoughts and I was I just was trying to get them all out. And they were all coming out at once. I'm sorry. Well, that was awesome. Thank you, Mr. Klum. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, I hope your boy loves wrestling. Or will love wrestling. Um, okay. Let's see. We have time for... Actually, do we have time? I think we have time. Okay. I think we have time. So, the our last thing we have on our show today is um, that it's freestyle season in America. And um, I'd like to, we'd like to talk about... Actually, we're going to introduce a new segment to the show called youth perspective um and what it's basically going to be at its core is we're youth wrestlers we're young kids looking at wrestling and and giving our takes on it so our first topic for youth perspective is going to be the postseason transition from folk style into freestyle and greco and what does that entail sam what are your thoughts on that yeah so right now i'm training mostly freestyle um and I still have a few folk style tournaments left, so it's a little bit confusing. <laughs> um, but to me, the wrestling intensity kind of goes down just a little bit because you're at the peak of your season. It's normally about the state tournament that you stop training folk style just around that time. Mm-hmm. And um, so everything's big, everything's peaking. And then you go to the state tournament and you come home and it's freestyle time. And for me, I kind of enjoy this because it's something new and I get to training this thing that I haven't done in uh, a year 
and I'm super excited to do it because I haven't I haven't practiced freestyle in a year, and it's something new that I can do. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel the same when I'm in the middle of freestyle season, and I'm just like, hey, let's go folk style match. <laughs> right. So I kind of just enjoy something new sometimes, just like, oh, well, I've been practicing freestyle. I totally forgot about folk style. Right. But I feel like wrestling-wise, I don't think it changes much um, because free, I, I don't do much of Greco. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry, Greco fans, but um, when I'm older, I'm most likely going to turn into a freestyle folk-style wrestler. Um, and, and so it's basically the same thing on your feet. I, I like neutral wrestling, so um, it's not a huge change for me. Um, but I love freestyle a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I love the change. I think it's awesome. And I love the coaching. Coach has to go back and look at his notes from the last year. Uh, what what to coach? He's kind of figure out the the little techniques on how to teach a gut wrench or whatever. Yeah, and I I think that's really fun. So I know for um, at M two, you know freestyle is it's definitely um, less kids show up for sure because it's postseason, but the kids that do come are very committed, and so in a sense like the practices are a lot harder because um, like the coaches recognize all right these are these are the groups of kids who who are committed to the sport and want to get better. And so they kind of turn it up and, um, and then we get better. David Taylor, you know, he's a world champion in freestyle. And so at M2, they definitely take freestyle very seriously because, um, you know, they're training us to achieve our goals. And some of our goals um, in the room are, you know, that level aspirations like world championships. I know a couple of us have already tried to qualify for, um, I don't know, Pan Ams. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I think that usually after the States, I kind of plateau, I guess, in my wrestling um, throughout freestyle season because I've never had a, a goal, really. Because like, having a goal drives you. And just right. recently. Absolutely. And I've just never had anything that I've wanted to do in freestyle. But um, this year, so my goal is to qualify for the RTC programs. And this year, I to do it, you have to take top four in um, either folk, free, or Greco at your state tournament. And I didn't, I didn't take top four at states. Um, so then I was like, all right, I have, I, ha- I want to achieve this goal so bad that I'm going to to train freestyle and Greco like a madman. And so I've just had a I've continued to grow throughout the freestyle season. If you if you're going throughout the season without a goal, if you're going throughout the postseason without a goal, then uh, you will improve, but not very much. You have to come in with a purpose. You got to go into that room like wanting something and and um, like training yourself to 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 achieve something. So um, lately, I've been focusing on a lot of Greco, just because. Um, I, that's where I'm the weakest. So um, I want to qualify for this RTC in any way I can. And if it, you know, if it doesn't happen in freestyle and I have to go Greco, like I want to give myself the very best chance. Um, but what, what do you think about, um, does like, do you ever feel that way? Like having a goal, does that help you for freestyle? For freestyle. So during my folk style season, um, 
I have so many big tournaments throughout the year that I go to that I don't, I don't look at one and be like McDonough duels. So I'm going undefeated there. I, I, All-American at Tulsa or something like that. Um, I don't look at one thing and go into my season wanting to do that. Um, and then the Tennessee State Tournament is nothing like the, the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, anything like that. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to have one specific goal. Um, I just train really hard wanting to be 100% at every tournament I go to. And so that's kind of my goal, I'd say, right mm-hmm. now. Um, when I when I wrestle, I'm training for my next event so that I can show up 100% with conditioning, techniques, um, on point, and I want everything to be right going into that tournament, if you yeah. know what I mean. No, I do. I completely do. Well, is there anything else you want to say about this topic, Sam? Um. Uh, other than I just love freestyle and Greco, and I'm excited to get started, and I'm excited to watch it with mm-hmm. the U.S. Open and beat the streets coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, super excited. Yeah, I completely agree. So, guys, that about does it for the show. Sam, it was a blast. <laughs> this is great. This is really fun. I've never done anything like this before. Like, just talked about, you know, how to love wrestling. Like, that's really that's really important. It really um, is. Um, guys, send us some questions. You have an email, hmadvantage at gmail.com. Our Twitter is hma underscore pod. Sam, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, sticking with me. And even though uh, we had a little bit of an issue yesterday, we didn't, I didn't know that um, Sam was going to be traveling. Um, but hopefully we'll get back to a regu- regular schedule soon. Yeah, um, hopefully. Let's see. Is there anything else you want to say, Sam? Uh. No, thanks for all the questions, guys. They're uh, they're awesome, and I love talking about these topics. And um, I really can't wait for next time. Yeah, and if you have anything you guys um, want us to talk about or touch on, like, you know, shoot us an email, DM us, ask it in our questions tweet if we remember to send it out. Um, but, yeah, because we'll just talk about anything, you know. Um, thank you guys for listening, um, and... I think we'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye, guys. Later.